four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's really hard? Working on a team. Oh my gosh, that music. (laughs) That music reminds me of the worst team ever because you guys very rarely, rarely, okay, never, 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 never do you get to choose who you work with. Mm -mm. You just show up and it's like, hi, one principal even said to me, I finally found someone who can work with you, Retta, and here she is. Oh no, what was that implying? (laughs) Don't blow it. (laughs) So do you guys have PLTs or PLCs where you teach? Yes. Professional learning communities, professional learning teams? Yes. Um, We use them as as PDs, but not so much as the team. Okay, see, we do weekly meetings. And so your team, you know, they're all up in your grill and you're all up in your grill <laughs> every, right. every week. And, and, and we're expected to work closely together. But And suddenly you're like this really dysfunctional foster family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're more connected than you've ever been to anybody in your life. Your whole career, your everything you do, your success depends upon it. Yeah. It's- and you depend on each other. And it's like, at first, it's really bad at first. Do you remember, departmentalize in your PLTs? Um, some PLTs do. Um, mine, do. mine don't. Um, and mine did. Mine did too. There's reasons for it. But um, it, it just depends on, on who you're teaming with and, and how the schedule works. To be honest, the schedule's gotten to be so hard, it's, it's near impossible to do that kind of departmentalizing. But But... I just remember like early on in my career as a new teacher, I ended up in a school that I wanted to be in so badly. And for lack of a better word, and I'm a seasoned teacher, okay, I'm a dinosaur. I'm, I'm almost been teaching 26 years. And so I can say this now, you know, there was a this battle axe on <laughs> the staff. And now, Tracy. No, this was the day. That was me. No, it wasn't. <laughs> was the days of... Of stirrup pants and and you know the long shirts and that oh no 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 every she critiqued every outfit I wore and how professional or unprofessional it was and then I'll never forget the day she walked in here I am a new teacher and um, she walked in and said oh I like what you did on the wall and I was like floored that she was throwing a compliment my way. And yeah, you were ready to put up the shield, right? Yeah. Well, and it, justifiably so, because the next words out of her mouth were, give me your lesson plans for it. <gasps> oh. oh, and this was the time when our principal was eyeballing our lesson plans and it became a habit. Like she would demand them on a weekly basis. Um, oh no. It was, it was awful. And you know, as a newer teacher, 
you know, what do you do? How do you handle that situation? Have you guys got had nightmares like that? Wow, yeah. she was a grown-up bully. Well, yes, she was. Wow, and you can't tell you can't tell the principal. I had something like that happen to me, and a principal would would say to me, "Is there anything you want to tell me today?" Because she knew. Yeah, oh. she just knew, and at least she was aware. Never, yeah, but it's never the way to handle it. And I'd always be like, "Nope, everything's fine. Everything's fine." You know, um, it, it's just really hard. And then. Then there's the team that you do meet with. You're not real comfortable. You think you're getting somewhere, though, and you've made some plans. The next thing you know, they've had a second meeting without you and taken a different set of plans and decisions to administration. Uh And you're kind of like, left out in the cold there and that that's a horrible situation like junior high all over again it really kind of nobody's to sit with in the cafeteria right (laughs) and here you are trying to teach the kids and you can't get along yourselves with all these issues yeah yeah well it all it all looked like getting along but um really wasn't no yeah and then then there are the teams though that you really do become a family with and and, uh, and can I just talk about that for just well, a minute? Well, that's going to be later on, Retta. We've, we're going to talk about it. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I can wait. Because I, when I finished at my I'm last done. school, no, no, I had the best I want to know. Are we done? Are we done venting? Okay, we're done venting because it good. was too serious. <laughs> I want to talk about good stuff. <laughs> well, you know, it is important to have um, an effective team because it impacts learning in a huge way. You know, now that I'm further on in my career um, and I've had the opportunity to work on effective, some effective teams, I, I always am astounded by the amount of positive change that that comes from having an effective team and a group of teachers who work together so well that they become empowered and the amount of change that they can enact within a building and within a learning organization is huge. It is. Yes. It sets the tone for the whole school. I know that one thing that uh, community and parents say about our school is that, wow, you guys all seem to like each other. And it comes across because we and do. And that we makes you such great cover. role models. Mm-hmm. It really does. It is. Yes. I mean, I've been really lucky that I worked with a wonderful, wonderful partner and um, our personalities work together. We really thought alike. Um, the kids really liked us a lot, too, because we were able to laugh at ourselves, laugh at jokes. Um, you know, if, if I had a problem with a kid, I could just go and talk to him and we would back each other up. You know, we wouldn't contradict each other. And there was a lot of trust there. Um, but we, like worked, we really worked as a team that I know because we, we shared it. We shared everything. And um, from parent conferences to everything, it was just it was just a dream, the dream team. <laughs> and that makes going to work every day wonderful. I yeah. had an experience um, where a school that I'd been at for years with a wonderful team uh, and and a fabulous teaching partner. We we were 
best, we were teaching besties. Um, and the school closed and we moved to another school and we were both pretty depressed about it. But after a couple of team meetings with our new team there, who we were, we just hit it off right away. We just, everything was right on track. We, we were friends from day one. Um, I, we turned to each other walking into the school one morning and just said, we're yeah. home. Oh, that's, that's nice. Yes. Yeah. We felt that way too. What comes out of all of that though mm-hmm. is, is, and this to me is, is exciting as a, like a former um, instructional coach is, is the amount of teacher leadership that comes out of situations like that. Because, you know, I don't know about what goes on in your districts, but in our districts, you know, our administrators don't have a lot of professional development. Their specialty is not instructional practices necessarily. They're, they're looking at big picture thinking and organizational thinking and the science of change and all of that. But, you know, it's been a while since they've been mucking around in the mud with, with the kids in the classroom. And so when teachers lead that kind of um, learning in, in their teams, it's really exciting. It is really exciting. Kind of PD. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) No, I just I've been so fortunate to have amazing, amazing partners who challenged me um, to grow. You know, I mean, like we really like if every time we found something new, we would call each other up or text each other or run into each other's rooms. Look at this. What do you think about doing this? Um, And the kids knew that we were very much in sync with each other. Oh, the kids yeah. pick up on that right away. Yeah, ours do too. Yeah, it's, it's like wonderful. a good marriage. Yeah, it, it is. Right. right, it was. Yeah, it's like the kids would go. If they didn't like something I did. They would go and complain, and he would just back me right up, and vice versa. So it really was. We were like mom and dad. Amazing. Yep. <laughs> what makes a? I'll ask the question. You know, what makes a good marriage? What makes an effective team? What are the traits of an effective team? I think one is being able to communicate with each other and, you know, being open and understand that... Yeah, we're not always the same. We're not always going to think the same. And if we have a conflict, we just discuss it, you know? Right. Oh, that's so important. It is. It is. And, not, and, and not be afraid to call each other out on things, too. Because I know that sometimes, probably like a lot of you, we I would come up with these ideas that might sound a little out there and wacky, but I'd be so excited about them. And my partner of 10 years said, you know, she's the one who would call me down. Like, no. I'm not doing that. Or you can do that. If you want. that that's crazy. Yeah. But that's good. That's exactly yeah. what happened to me. I'd come in with all of my crazy ideas and they would be like, um, how can we modify that? Right. <laughs> I think too that, you know, Deanne talked about healthy conflict. And I think it's important though, as a team to know our purpose too, that, mm-hmm. you know, Right. We're there to support each other, but in essence, we're, we're really there to make sure all of our kids have the best learning experience they can possibly have. Right. And when you have that effective team also, the kids get a sense that they're not individual classes. You know, sometimes you're at a school where it's like, oh, that's the favorite teacher. Or that's the teacher that no one likes. And it really develops more of like a whole grade level 
as one whole group. And or I as do a think that that can happen without departmentalization. Um, sometimes, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And, and it makes it easier on the administrator, too. If you operate as a unit, whether you departmentalize or not, if you're operating as a unit, the principal would likely not get as many requests for this most wonderful teacher in the grade or as many requests not to be with this least effective teacher because you're all part of a a well-oiled, well-working machine. Right. And you motivate each other. Trust is really important, though. And I think it can't be, I don't think it can be overlooked, you know, um, because it has to be cultivated. It has to be paid attention to. And we all enter into these unspoken, um, you know, agreements with each other. And so just like a marriage with your spouse. So the first time you break your spouse's trust, you have to, you know, you have to work to bring that back up. to Turn it back. And yes. so you need to be thinking about your actions and how they impact your team members because we have these unspoken agreements Mm -hmm. right and it helps too if you and your team members think about kids the same way and how kids learn and what your goal is for your kids Mm -hmm. or if you don't think the same way at least you build some understanding from the beginning of of how or even yeah like what you said that the whole focus is on kids. And to me, as soon as you take the, the focus off yourselves as team members and put it on kids, right away you've cut the tension. Because 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 no one went into right. teaching thinking, I can't wait to get to school and screw up some kids today. No one, you know? <laughs> Seriously, no. none no, you can't wait to get there and change the world yeah, one child have, at a time. We all have right. that common goal. And so if that is at the center of a team, I think it it can go so much better. You know? So yeah, you've got it made. You know, but what used to happen to us sometimes is um other teachers got jealous because they could tell we were such a good team. And honestly, like a lot of times parents requested us because we did work well together, but other teachers just couldn't understand, you know, the relationship and why well, things were going so well. It's hard though, so we Dan, had you know, school. as someone who's been in, in, in some teaming situations throughout my career that, you know, and I've worked all over the country where, um, you know, they weren't optimal teams and, and sometimes they were spirit crushing. Like the example I gave you, I mean, they were spirit crushing. I was a new teacher. This this person ground me into the dust, okay? And sometimes they are spirit crushing, and it is so hard. Not sure. And that's, that's when exactly. you reach out across grade levels. Going. Yes. That's when you make some yes. friends in another grade, yes. and you have your kids be buddies, and you work – you know, just find a way to just like worm That's your way where into someone Rada else's is good taking team. Us. Um, our next topic is what steps can you take if your team, if your team isn't a dream? Regardless if if you're not with your ideal team, I think it's super important, though, to get to know 
your other team members, to build that empathy with them and find out what kinds of things do you have in common. And maybe it's not the way you view teaching, but maybe there's other parts of them that you can learn to appreciate mm-hmm. and maybe you know, build a, on. A wise friend, a teaching friend of mine <clears throat> once said, you know, don't take it personally. When someone behaves badly, it often is something that's going on with them. Um, it's often has to do with them and their insides and not with you. Um, and I, even though I hate that phrase, don't take it personally. <laughs> I do think we have to, have, it is that it it's has hard. to, we have to have that silent observer, that emotional distance when things are exploding or imploding to take a step back and say, okay, how is this person feeling? What's going on with them? Because the minute someone, you know, that I can understand that you had a fight with your husband that morning and your kids are are being little jerks and, you know, and and you forgot your lunch and everything's falling apart, I immediately can empathize with that. That's one of the four. Excuse me. That's one of the four agreements that ancient Toltec wisdom, you know, it isn't all about you. And and it may have just all landed on you, but it wasn't about you in the first place. I always keep that in mind when I'm stuck in traffic and people are cutting me off on the freeway. I think, well, they must have somewhere to go. That's really important. (laughs) Right. And and then there are all the fun the fun team building activities that I'm sure your principals yeah. have all tried at the beginning of the year. Yeah, right. <laughs> we do. It's funny. Oh we God. tried. Do you guys do um, uh, staff retreats before um, school I, starts? We ha- we have, and those ropes courses. You could just leave me out of that. That does not build trust with me. <laughs> but, and, and I've gone to where we don't do the ropes people. courses, but there's other like team building stuff and it's a lot of fun. It, it is a lot of fun. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I Singing think. together, taking quizzes and, you know, feeling like have, the true colors. Teachers fun. can do that. Um, I do think too, like with what some of what you guys are saying about, you know, and, and having the empathy and understanding, but we also have to have healthy emotional boundaries for ourselves, the community self-respect. So, you know, mm-hmm. now if I had someone demand my lesson plans, my response would be very different <laughs> because I would. <laughs> yeah, it would be like, talk to me, tell me what's going on in your life that makes you need well, my lesson plan you know, so or, much. <laughs> you know, if it's totally inequitable, I've, I've had conversations like, you know, I'm not going to do that for you. But if you want to meet with me on our plan time and I can help and I can listen to your ideas and maybe that will help you flesh out what you want to do. I'm more than willing to do that, but I, I'm not going to do that for you. Right. So you're not yeah, shutting it down, yeah. but you're still being a listening ear. Right. That's an emotionally healthy way to approach it. I just have to share one, one more thing. I think it goes here. And if it doesn't, I'm really sorry. But one of my principles, used, <laughs> one of my principles, thank you. One of my principles used to send out these um, weekly notes, which were really the, you know, the plan for that principle for the week, but it was nice to see it. And there was always a quote at the top. And one, I think really, and why do why does it pertain to this? It happens to be the one I just pulled up when I was looking through my files today. And it's an African proverb. If you want to go quickly, go alone. Yeah. If you want to go far, go together. Oh, I like I that. that. 
was really yeah. great. And then this made me laugh so yep. hard and we need to laugh, right? Right, right under that was the little thing <laughs> that was on every week about whose birthday it was. And this particular day, the note said, I don't know whose birthday it is because <laughs> someone has my white binder. Would whoever has it. it, please return so it to on the that office. Note, ladies, that takes us up to, let's sum it up for today. What is your number one dream team tip? My tip is to be able to laugh at yourself and to be able to laugh together at what's going on because that makes life so much easier. Yeah, it does. Mine is listen more than you talk. It's really hard for me, as you can probably tell, but I do try. I do try to do it. You'll be surprised what you'll learn. <laughs> My tip, too, is to just get to know others. Don't be afraid to ask for help and show your and vulnerability. Be response-able. So if you're someone who's listening to what's going on around you with your team, think about that. What is? Ask yourself, what's my response going to be? Because if you're listening more carefully with your team members, you're able to respond in a helpful and different way, and, and it goes a long way in the end to building that trust and relationship. Well, that's all we have time for today. Um, we hope that you join We Teach So Hard next week. We'll be talking about open house and curriculum night follies. Sure to be entertaining, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes, if you like. Oh, I've got the one. Follies. Oh, just <laughs> It involves live animals. <laughs> Can't wait. Like what you hear here tonight oh. or today, <laughs> please wait. go ahead. Join us in our Facebook group, We Teach So Hard, and check out our blog links at the in the show notes. Until next time, we hope you share us with your teaching friends. If we hate, if you dislike us and we annoyed you, share us with your teaching enemies. Have a good one.